happy Thanksgiving and welcome into another edition of the Hops and Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Green. Hope you're having a fun time with your family this week, maybe enjoying a few beers, a few bourbons, maybe some other spirits, some cocktails. Uh, I hope you're having a good time. Uh, we got a fun episode for you this week. It's a little more on the spirits side. Uh, we'll be talking to Brandon Hunt, the founder of Bourbon Charity, here shortly. We'll also be talking with Chris Walters of Knows Your Bourbon, uh, the nose on your face uh, bourbon. Uh, he, he does some really cool stuff to help you uh, just learn about the different smells and nuances in bourbon. So it's, it's a fun episode. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hop Spirits, all one word. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hop Spirit. Follow us there to keep up with our giveaways. Uh, just some of our other shenanigans, a lot of fun. And there you can keep track with all of the things we're giving away for our Things We Love holiday giveaway. We told you last week about uh, the pies and pints part. And this week at the end of the episode, I'll give you a clue on uh, part two of the three-part giveaway. So stay tuned for that. But joining us now here on the Hops and Spirits podcast is Brandon Hunt, founder of Bourbon Charity. Brandon, thanks for taking some time. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, for those that don't know what Bourbon Charity is, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a 501c3 nonprofit, and we basically bridge the gap between uh, charity uh, with bourbon and use bourbon as a fundraising tool to raise money for various uh, nonprofits and other uh, causes. And, uh, you know, this started kind of pretty close to, you know, to you, um, the reason it got started. Can you explain how this all came about? Yeah, a few years back, um, my dad um, had prostate cancer and it was supposed to be a routine surgery to remove his prostate and it ended up turning into a month-long nightmare. And kind of as he was going through this, I had a childhood friend. Her daughter had multiple tumors growing on her spine. It just kind of hit me at once that I really wanted to do something and give back and try to raise awareness for uh, what these two important people in my life were going through. And so I... I I love bourbon and I was playing ping pong one day and I said, Hey, you know what? I wonder if other people love bourbon and, and, and would donate at a chance uh, to, uh, to these various causes at a chance to maybe win some of my bourbon collection. And so uh, that's kind of how it got started. Uh, it was father's day of 2019 and uh, ended up in that fundraiser in less than 90 days, raised a little over $75,000, I believe. So, um, it kind of showed that there was a lot of people like me out there that uh, love charity and love bourbon and love combining the two of them. And and did you really donate your entire collection to get this this off the ground? Yeah, it was, it was at the time. Of course, uh, you know it's, that's that's been a year and a half, so the the collection has grown. But yeah, at the time, I had you know the Pappy Van Winkles and the BTAC and some Weller and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I. I I've had those a couple times at bars and at friends' house, and you know it was great. But you know what a greater purpose could it serve? You know, raising money for for charity. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how it got going. And you're you live in Arizona now, but you're you grew up in Kentucky, and I'm guessing that played a part in your your love for for bourbon and 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 that kind of uh, a thing. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, uh, growing up, you know, it's, you know, this, you know, all the distilleries are, are, you know, less than 45 minutes away. Um, my brother would come home on, uh, you know, for Thanksgiving and Christmas and have, you know, um, some different bourbons with them when I was in college. So it kind of, kind of got me into it. And then, yeah, when I moved out to Arizona, 
it kind of just as you know kind of we've seen the bourbon trend continue um it was just kind of ingrained in me from from the get-go I mean, did you always love bourbon, uh, you know, where you grew you know, because of, of how close you grew up or does, is that something that built over time? You know, it, it, you know, always loved bourbon. It was always, you know, um, you know, except for that little, little spell in college where it was more uh, Coors Lights and, uh, um, but yeah, you know, really after college, it was kind of the drink of choice, um, having an old fashioned, uh, with, with my dad, um, just something, you know, that you kind of did when you got together. And, you know, and back to kind of the, the bourbon charity, you know, you, you guys put on several events, uh, in, in 2019, I think you've raised more than $500,000 already, which is amazing in such a short amount of time. How, how does it work? Like, I mean, how do people become part of it and, and how does it all come together? Yeah, you can find us at, uh, bourboncharity.org or on social media, um, at bourbon charity, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, but yeah, you just follow, follow us, um, get to know us. We do, like you mentioned, a lot of different events, uh, uh, this upcoming Saturday, we have bourbon bingo, which, uh, for like an hour and a half, you kind of, kind of get to play, uh, some bingo at a chance to win some bottles. So we do a lot of fun and creative, uh, different events. We have various sweepstakes going on. Um, you, you can sign up on our email list and become in the know when we're doing barrel picks and stuff like that. So I, I guess, you know, look us up on social media and sign up to our email list is kind of the best way to get started and introduced to the charity. And, you know, it's, it's one of those two where you can kind of purchase tickets, but you can also just share it. And you also kind of, you can uh, get uh, opportunities that way to win, right? Correct. Yeah. There's that viral kind of element to it. You know, we're, we're living in kind of an online uh, world these days. And so, yeah, social sharing, uh, you can get free entries uh, by helping promote it. So, you know, what a charity really looks for a lot is, is not only, you know, monetary donations, but really awareness, just, you know, sharing us, uh, you know, our story and kind of what we're doing with, with other bourbon lovers and uh, really just kind of getting us out there to a wider base is, is a lot of what um, people listening can do uh, to help out the charity. And how, how do you, or how are you all able to, to source your bourbon? Cause I mean, you guys have some amazing picks for those, you know, big bourbon aficionados, those looking for some tough to get products. How do, how are you able to, to come across those? We have a very good uh, relationship with a couple different retailers. Uh, one, one that's uh, primarily our, our, our main ones out of New York. Um, they're able to give us somewhat of a charity discount on those bottles, but it's more that we're able to source it from them and have the ability to get it in the first place. That is kind of, um, kind of important for the charity. Um, in, in the future, we do have plans to try to work closer with, you know, the Buffalo traces of, of the world to try to get some of those highly allocated bottles closer to MSRP. Um, so we don't have to go through the retail channels that we have to. Uh, but, but how, I mean, to me that it's still impressive that you're able to work with, with these, these folks. I mean, I know it's a great cause, uh, but I, I still have to feel like it's a, not always the easiest thing to go and, and find, uh, bottles that you know will, will bring a lot of people in. Yeah. You know, it's just those relationships that we've built, uh, you know, for us as a charity, we look at it as, as uh, you know, we understand it's business that we understand they, they can, they have to make a margin. Um, but we also try to look at it 
and see, you know, how much money can we raise with these bottles? Can we take, you know, $10,000 worth of bourbon and turn it into a hundred, $150,000 worth of donations? And what are, you know, for those that are like, well, I still don't know if this is something, you know, that, that they'll have something I like as, as far as bottles. What, what kind of bourbons have you given away uh, over, over time? Oh man, uh, <laughs> all the highly allocate, all the stuff that that you see that has you know exorbitant prices on on the internet. The Pappy Van Winkle line, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, your Wellers, um, your Elmer T. Lees, your Blantons, your your top end OFCs, your your really kind of hard to find, really expensive bourbons is because is kind of the. Uh, the bourbons that you can win in our sweepstakes and, and uh, participating in our bingo events. And, uh, you know, with, with all of that, you know, when people are working toward trying to, you know, win those, those bottles, they're also helping out charities. What are some of the charities that y'all have been able to help and, and how do you, you pick those? And is it uh, ones that are just kind of near and dear to you or, or is there more of a, a bigger process than that? Well, it started out uh, with the ones that were kind of near and dear to me, but it, it's kind of expanded into uh, more of, uh, I guess, even a global reach. I mean, uh, when the Australian bushfires happened in uh, early 2019, we said, wow, you know, Australia is on fire. Like we, we can we have a platform. We can do something to raise money. So in less than like 24 hours, we had a fundraiser going for uh, Wildlife Victoria, as well as the New South Wales uh, Fire Department down there. So we ended up raising $30,000. That was kind of, you know, uh, in the moment kind of fundraiser. But really, we try to hit all different aspects. Um, military, we're supporting Fisher House. We're supporting uh, food banks with Dare to Care. We're doing international water rights with Charity Water. Um, there, we're doing, you know, cancer uh, type charities. We've done um, American Cancer Society. We've done uh, Prostate Cancer Foundation. So we're just trying to pick a lot of different areas and give um, give people within the organization that have donated the ability to um, vote on which charities to support. So we'll have that coming up at the end of 2020, where actually people that have donated to the charity will get to cast their vote for which charities that will support in, in 2021 for our maiden fundraising event. So it's kind of a lot of different angles um, that we're going at it as far as what charities we support and how, how we're doing it. Well, that's, that's pretty awesome that we're, you're also letting those that, that participate to, to pick. Why, why did, why did you kind of do that or decide to do that? Um, especially for the, the next well, one in the 2021. The charity's outgrown kind of, you know, initially what the purpose was of, of me you know, trying to raise money from for my dad and my friend's daughter and what she was going through to now all these people that are donating, they, they should have more of a voice in that process. So we're just trying to to allow um, growth within, you know, this charity for it to actually be a charity of the industry and of the people that support it. And did you ever expect that, you know, in like a year and a half, you'd have 5,000 plus supporters coming together um, you know, a hashtag, you know, drink for a change that, that trends. Um, I mean, did you ever expect anything like this when it, it first got started? No, not really. Honestly, I, I, I had no idea really what to expect. I, I, um, I knew that bourbon had been used for charitable purposes in the past, but there was no real person or entity that really said, okay, let's, 
let's cross the T's and dot the I's and make this an official, you know, nonprofit. And I think just taking that to the next step to do it kind of the right way and more the, the, the long way um, is going to pay dividends. And it's showing that it's paying dividends now that we can raise so much money for a lot of different uh, causes. And what does that say, I guess, about, you know, the, the bourbon community, the craft drink community, and just how, how willing they are to give back and to help out? Just so generous. I think people need kind of an easy button to give. I think giving's kind of changing, especially here in, in 2020. But like, you know, I think people, when they saw Australia, for example, on fire, like they want to help, they want to give, but like, Going to research, okay, where do I give? I've never done business with this charity before at the end of my credit card. So I think people want also kind of an easy button and something familiar that they're used to. So I think we're just kind of giving them a little bit more of that that user experience and I guess uh, I guess more of that vote um, in the future of, of what to support. So yeah, I think I think it's all great things. I think um, where we're going is 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 pretty pretty remarkable in the first year year and a half here. And, you know, when, when people think about, you know, charities, you know, charities can happen, you know, pretty quickly, you know, a lot of fundraising efforts, but the way that this works, you know, it's all across the world nation. Um, how, how difficult was it to get it set up? Cause I, I feel like, you know, one reason people might not have crossed all those T's and dotted all those I's was just, you know, this probably took a little bit of effort. It, yeah, it took a lot of effort. It took it's it's been about two years of my life and uh, thirty hours a week for the past two years, and a lot of money too. Uh, I was fortunate enough to to do well in real estate at a, at a young age, and um, I think the capital requirements. I, I've started. I'm an entrepreneur, just you know, ingrained in my blood, and and I've started a lot of businesses. And I can tell you, starting a nonprofit is super. It's like ten times the amount of expenses than it would be a regular business. The regulatory, you know, the filings, the the being able to solicit business in multiple states and having to register there. I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it that um, that I think that's that's kind of was the the obstacle or the hill for a lot of people um, to start something like this. Uh, but but you've had a lot of people that have helped out, whether it's those uh, merchants or even some of the the distilleries themselves. How? big of a role have have they played i mean obviously we talked about it a little bit earlier with being able to help you get some bottles things like that but how big of a role have all your partners played in, in this partners and early supporters have been a crucial to the growth and and you know the organization now we we have uh, 30 ambassadors on on social media that help promote our fundraisers we have distilleries now that are, are reaching out to us and uh, sponsoring fundraising events that we're doing, or or looking to do barrel picks with us, where they're they're going to donate a portion of that barrel to a charitable cause using using our platform. So um, just kind of the growth of people uh, joining the journey is is kind of a snowball effect, and it's 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 wonderful to see the whole industry coming together uh, to do this. And, you know, your ultimate goal is to ensure that 100% of, of public donations um, from your fundraisers go directly, you know, to the charities and the causes that y'all support. You're working your way there. And one of the ways you're able to do that is the Bourbon Hood. Um, how does that work and, and how important are they to that goal? Yeah, uh, Bourbon Hood's the solution. It's how we're going to get to become a 100% public donation charity, which 
is pretty lofty goal. I, I don't, there's, there's very few charities that, that operate this model. I, I, I kind of, when I wanted to start the charity, I read a lot of books. One of the books was from Scott Harrison, who started Charity Water. And this is kind of how they had this 100% model set up where they would have people that would donate towards the operation costs of running the charity. And then when they did big fundraisers or asked the public for donations, that all those funds would go 100% to a water project. And so we've, we've mirrored that model. We started off um, as an 80% uh, to public uh, donations going to public charities. We're up to 85% now um, with Bourbon Hood. I, I think we started it in March or late March of 2020, and we're up to 400 members that are contributing monthly, anywhere from $10 to $100 a month. Um, they get entries into all of our sweepstakes. They get a bourbon, some bourbon hood swag, and they also are donating to the bigger cause of helping us become a hundred percent public donation charity, uh, which, um, which will be a huge accomplishment. Uh, I mean, that, that just sounds amazing. And it seems like you're, you're, you're getting there and you're doing everything so, so fast. I mean, have you ever had, have you had a second to just sit back and, and take a look at, at what all you've been able to accomplish so far? <laughs> I think the, probably when we get to a hundred percent is kind of when that step back phase, um, uh, for me in my mind mentally, like it's not done until the charity is a hundred percent running itself and, and, and hundred percent, uh, raising money for the charities it supports. It's the platform to raise all this money. So maybe there will be some reflection at that point, but right now it's it's full of pedal on the gas to get there. Well, like I said, it seems like you're, you're doing a great job, job at it. I mean, considering this was founded in 2019, you've got more than 5,000 supporters, you know, that are part of the bourbon charity family. You got the bourbon hood, hood family as well. That's helping you get to the hundred percent mark of, and being able to donate all the funds you raise, you've raised more than five hundred thousand to to date. Um, you know what's? Uh, I guess my my next question for y'all is, when's your next event, and then how can people be part of it? Sure, our next event is the Bourbon Giving Fundraiser. It ends on a Giving Tuesday, which is December first. Um, you can enter into that sweepstakes if you go to bourboncharity.org uh, and. Uh, Click on that sweepstakes. We also have another uh, sweepstakes ending on December the 16th. So you can check that out while you're on our site as well. It has a lot of Willet, lots of Pappy, lots of uh, hard to find allocated bourbon uh, in these sweepstakes. So be sure to check it out. Well, and, and as, as we, you know, we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving and, you know, you got the holidays come up. I mean, to me, those are perfect gifts to, to give someone if you can win, right? Perfect. You know, I look at it for me as, as a, a dad and, you know, look, I, I've got everything I need. I got my, you know, my health and my family, you know, like, you know, a simple, like, let's share a bourbon drink and donate uh, to charity and have potential to, to win something. Sounds like a, a win-win to me. And then, you know, looking forward uh, to, to 2021, uh, what, what's next for, for y'all and, and what, what do you guys have uh, planned for, for uh, next year? I'm, I'm sure, you know, you're hoping that the world gets back to a little more, you know, normal pace. But uh, what, what's up up next in 2021 for y'all? Just more, more raising money, more, more uh, sweepstakes. We'll have something on Valentine's Day. We will have the uh, Bourbon Derby coming back, hopefully in May this year. First Saturday in May, we'll have an even bigger ultimate uh, bourbon fundraiser on Father's Day. 
We'll continue to do the bourbon bingo nights and continue to have a lot of fun and raise a lot of money for charity. So uh, that's what's on the, on the agenda for, for 2021. Well, well, Brandon, like I said, you guys are doing some amazing things. The, the, the craft spirits, craft beer communities that I've, I've been fortunate enough to talk about, you know, on this podcast, uh, there's some amazing people out there and, and you really are, you know, that hashtag drink for a change. You guys are, are making a, a change and doing some really great things. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, it's amazing. There's, you know, there's so many wonderful supporters and there's so many people that, that make this charity special. And it's, it's all 5,000 of them um, that are, are, are doing this. So um, I appreciate uh, you having me on and hopefully people listening will, will come follow our journey and join us in drinking for a change. And where can they get all the info again? Uh, bourboncharity.org. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for, for hopping on and, and taking a little bit of time to talk about bourbon charity. All right, Jonathan, I appreciate it. I uh, really appreciate Brandon Hunt from Bourbon Charity hopping on. I got to play uh, uh, Bourbon Bingo. My wife and I did uh, recently uh, for for Bourbon Charity. It was a lot of fun. We didn't win, but we will definitely be be back. And it's a great way to to give back and and to have some fun and maybe win some cool bottles too. Uh, remember uh, to check out one of our. Uh, dear partners, Obergatlinburg Ski Area and Amusement Park. Come discover all the wonderful things that Obergatlinburg Ski Area and Amusement Park has to offer. Experience breathtaking views as you ride the aerial tramway from downtown Gatlinburg to the mountaintop to play, shop, and dine. Summer tubing, wildlife encounter, coaster, ice bumper cars, alpine slide, chairlift, year-round ice skating, and much more equals fun for everyone. During the winter months, enjoy snow tubing, skiing, or snowboarding, or play in the cubby snow zone with your little ones. Fun festivals round out the calendar with Mayfest in the spring and Oktoberfest each fall. Mountaintop of fun and excitement high above Gatlinburg is waiting for you at Obergatlinburg Ski Area and Amusement Park. And now as we continue our Thanksgiving fun, uh, talking some holiday stuff. This is a perfect gift, by the way. Uh, joining us here on the Hops and Spirits podcast is Chris Walters, creator of Knows Your Bourbon. And it's not that he knows it all. It's it's your your nose on your face. Uh, knows Your Bourbon. Chris, thanks for joining. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to kind of dig into this a little deeper. Now, um, for those that might not have ever heard of, of Knows Your Bourbon, it's a uh, training kit so you can kind of learn to get the nuances, the notes of, of bourbon. Is that, that correct? Yeah, you nailed it. It's basically, you know, the concept of if you can train your nose, um, to, you know, identify certain scents, uh, whether it's, you know, chocolate or clove or brown sugar, the, those different notes, if you can really spend time with those, um, actually nosing that specific thing, then when you go to nose, your bourbon, those, those elements are going to jump out of the glass more to you. So it's really just a, a training tool. And how, how did you come up with something like this? I, I feel like to me, after I heard it, I'm like, well, that's genius. Uh, but how did it kind of come about? I mean, it, it seems like such a cool idea. Yeah. Thanks so much. It, it, it really started as something that I built for myself. You know, I was, getting into bourbon, uh, pretty, pretty heavily and starting a, a nice little collection. And I was really enjoying tasting through things, but I, I didn't have the vocabulary to put kind of words to what I was nosing and tasting like other people that I was reading, you know, these detailed, you know, dark brown sugar and, and, uh, dried cherries and, you know, vanilla and all these things. I'm like, man, that sounds amazing. I wish I got those notes and I'm not there yet. So it's, it's 
it's either a lack of training or people are just making this stuff up. So let's, let's figure this out. So, um, I reached out to a buddy of mine and he, that had, he's got an amazing palate and he said, you know, really just start with the, the spice cabinet, you know, go and grab your, your, your nutmeg, your, um, you know, black pepper, cinnamon, all these things and start there. And then you can kind of expand out from there. So the, the idea came from the, you've probably seen the bourbon tasting wheel where you've got kind of five different wedges where you've got kind of your sweet notes, you've got your spice notes, you've got um, kind of oak and wood notes, you've got your fruit notes and you've got your, your grain notes and it gets more specific from there. So that's, that's really the, the idea is just to kind of ratchet your, um, your, you know, vocabulary up one level, like to say that it's sweet or that spicy is, is a great starting point, but let's see if we can get a little bit um, more specific. What type of sweet is it? Is it honey sweet? Is it black pepper spice versus like a cayenne pepper spice? So yeah, that's, that's kind of where it started. Well, that's it, a, a really cool, cool thing. And did you just love bourbon or what, you know, kind of spurred on something like this? I mean, obviously I'm guessing you had to enjoy it, but have you always loved it or was it an acquired taste? It was definitely acquired, you know, it's funny. Um, I went to a, a total wine when I was first kind of getting into just, um, spirits neat, um, to, to start off with, because I, I was like, I don't want, you know, 10 different ingredients and have to always have fresh things to make cocktails. It just was too much of a, too much fuss for, for me. I wanted something I could just, you know, have a bottle of and I could pour neat and enjoy it. And I think the first recommendation I got was either an Irish or a scotch. And it just was not my, it was not my, my bag. <laughs> and it took me forever to finish that bottle. And I was like, man, is this, is this what whiskey's about? And then I kind of left that alone, came back to, um, bourbon, which I didn't know the differences at the time, but I, I picked up a bottle of bullet, uh, bourbon. And I was like, I totally fell for the packaging. I was like, this is a, this is an awesome bottle. And when I had that first taste, I was like, this is amazing. And I, I didn't have the the words for it yet, but it was those brown sugar, caramel, those re- rich, you know, syrupy notes that I just absolutely love now. And so uh, bullet bourbon was totally my, you know, gateway bourbon. And now I've, <laughs> I've got this growing collection and, you know, the rest is history. I was going to say, I'm, I'm guessing you, you are now a lover of all sorts of bourbons and, and whiskeys, right? I am. I don't, I don't discriminate too much. Um, you know, I've got, I've got some rye, but my, my collection is probably three quarters bourbon still. Um, but yeah, you know, kind of dabbling in some of the finished things. That's typically not the way that I lean, but I'm open to trying almost anything, you know, just to, just to see what the, the finishing casks can, can do to it. And for those, you know, cause one of the reasons I wanted John here was cause the, the nose your bourbon kid is is really cool because for someone like myself that is now kind of jumping full you know into the deep end so to speak you know before i just dabbled a little bit you know I, it tastes good you know with in a nice mixed drink but now i'm starting to pick up some of the notes and things like that how sure. does this really help kind of train you yeah so uh, great question. What I recommend is so the the kit, um, and I know this is a, a podcast, so we don't have a video of it in front of us, but um, there is kind of th- it's laid out in three rows of six. So there's 18 different screw top containers, and they're color coded to kind of identify which part of that bourbon tasting wheel they come from. Is this a, a sweet? Uh, something I'm smelling, is it a spice note? Is it a grain? So on and so forth. So if you take your glass of bourbon to your nose and you smell it and you go, gosh, that's, that's spicy. Um, then maybe start with the spice notes. And so you might pull up, you know, 
um, allspice and smell allspice and then go to the glass. Nope, it's not allspice. Then you open up in small clove and you go, and you go oh yeah, there is, there, there's a little bit of clove there. And then you come back to cinnamon, you smell that and you go to the glass and look for cinnamon. Oh my gosh, yes, this is, that's a, that's the spice. I'm now I'm putting my, you know, I'm getting more specific and I can say that's a cinnamon spice on there. So I might jot that note down, then go on to the next thing. You know, what else do I get? Oh, there's a little bit of fruit in there. Um, so, oh, wow, that's, it's red fruits. Okay, great. It's, it's cherry. Oh my gosh. And so you kind of dig in, you get one level deeper each time you go and kind of get, you know, honed in on, on that scent. And, and to me, that's uh, for a lot of folks, you know, different way, ways bourbons are done, um, you know, from the charring of the barrels to just the, the mash bills themselves mm-hmm. come up with such unique combinations that, you know, when you're starting out, you really do need something to, to, uh, be able to compare it to. And I, I just love that about the kit. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's been a super fun project to, to work on. It's really helped me, you know, when I started out and I still, I don't claim to have this amazing palette and like, it's really rare that I can pour a glass and sit down and in five minutes rattle off, you know, 25 tasting notes. Like it's not going to happen. But over time I found that, that I am, and, and even it's things that are not in the kit, right? Like there's, there's 18 things in here, but there's, you know, a thousand things you might have in the kitchen that are different spice notes, different food, food ingredients. So just spending more time cooking and, and baking and, you know, being around those things can really help you. Um, like I've, I've nosed a, a bourbon before that I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's birthday cake. And like, there's not a birthday cake scent in my nosing kit, <laughs> but you know, you get some of those like, yeah, it's, it's cake batter. It's, it's icing. It's all these things kind of playing together. And so it's, it's really fun. I mean, it's, I, I always encourage people don't take this stuff too seriously. Like there are no wrong tasting notes and, and nosing notes. If you smell something, if, if it reminds you of a time when you were cooking, you know, um, chocolate chip cookies with your grandmother, then that's, that's your tasting note. That's your tasting experience. Right. So. No, I, I love that. And it's so true. Each person's journey is so different uh, when it comes to bourbon, whiskeys and, and just spirits in general. So uh, I, I really like how, how you phrase that. Now um, you, you mentioned that you kind of have the 18 in the bourbon kit, but, but you also have kind of the nice little bundle um, what all comes in that bundle and why does that kind of combo happen? Yeah. So, you know, the, the nosing kit was my one and only product through my, um, um, Etsy store for a long time. And it was a, a very lonely, you know, landing page you'd get there and there's <laughs> one product for sales like, yay. Um, so I, I knew that I needed to expand that and kind of bring more to the table. So I found an Etsy seller that, um, handcrafts these beautiful leather tasting journals and they've got they've got the word bourbon stamped on the outside of them they've got a little leather loop to hold a pen and so I was like well I've got to find you know a whiskey barrel pen maker and so I found I found that you know and so now this kit so you get the nosing kit you get the the leather journal you get the whiskey barrel pen you get two Glen Cairns um, and you get a PDF download of a tasting sheet. So if you're going to sit down and taste through three or four, you know, really up to six different bourbons, um, it can be really hard to say, well, oh gosh, three was a little bit better than six. And especially when you're going blind, right? So the way that I've designed the sheet is that you kind of, um, you rate it on some, some different aspects. So it's not just, you know, um, nose taste and, and finish. You can kind of dig in a little bit deeper and say like, um, you know, how, unique was this, you know, and that, and that's something that you don't always talk about. Like, Oh, this is a pretty average or like, it's how complex is it? It's very one note. Okay. So it's going to score low on that complexity scale, 
But at the end, you come up with like a zero f- through five rating on all these different um, sections. You just literally tally it up and add it down. And then whichever bourbon had the highest point total was your favorite bourbon that, that particular night. So, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the whole bundle. I mean, it's literally like just add bourbon and you've got a bourbon tasting just waiting to, to uh, happen on that. I love that. And it's, it's something that to me is a great gift for the holidays for someone that's, um, you know, wanting to get into bourbon or even someone that's, you know, got a little bit of experience. Cause like you said, um, it, it never hurts to have something to compare to. I also love the Glen Cairn glasses, uh, for those that might not understand why that's used. Um, you want to explain kind of the, their purpose for nosing and kind of the whole bourbon thing. Cause that's a very, uh, important glass I, I, I would say in the bourbon world. Definitely. It's, it's my favorite glass and I've tried a lot of them, um, different, different designs and different ones have, have their own like, Oh, this one's really good for nosing, but then it's kind of awkward to drink out of, or this one's great to drink out of, but it's so wide open at the top that a lot of those, you know, aromas and scents are are escaping. So in your typical rocks glass that you might have like an old fashioned in, um, it can be more difficult to get a nose, um, off of that bourbon, especially if it's a lower proof, if you're drinking like a 90 proof, Buffalo Trace, um, it's going to be really difficult in that wide open glass like that to concentrate any of the scents that are going on there. So what the Glen Cairn does really well is it concentrates by by design. It gets um, narrower at the top. And so you can literally put your nose into the glass. You can kind of rotate it around. One nostril is typically, typically a little bit stronger than the other. So you might find like, oh, I'm getting more you know fruit notes over here. This one's just picking up more of that that scent, whatever that might be. And it, um, because of the, the way that it kind of, um, bulbs out at the bottom, you can give it, give it a nice swirl, get a little bit of air in there to, to open that up, especially if it's a higher proof, like 120 plus proof. And then uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Cause you, you, know, you <laughs> mentioned you, you enjoy bourbons, you know, bullet was kind of your gateway <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's your favorite one that you just kind of like to pick up and, and, and enjoy bo- most nights? Oh man, it's so tough. So you can give me a couple if you need to. That's okay. yeah. I mean, there's, it's hard to go wrong with anything. Heaven Hill. I mean, like Elijah Craig's store picks are fantastic. Four roses barrel strength picks are, our uh, local total wine. Just, uh, just dropped one today. That's fantastic. So, I mean, for the, you know, bang for your buck, it's, it's really hard to go wrong with those. Um, but I, I mean, I really, whether it's bourbon or food or beer or, or whatever it is, like, I want to try all of it. I, I, I want a flight every time. If there's a, you know, at a, um, if we're going out to eat and there's like a sampler platter, like, yes, I want that. I want the wings and the brisket and the whatever, <laughs> like give, give it all to me. <laughs> hey, I, I, I like that strategy. I like it a lot for those that, that want to find out more about nose your bourbon, where can they go? Yes. Yeah, so you can actually go to nose your bourbon dot etsy.com so uh, it's etsy and it's nose your bourbon just like you said n-o-s-e your bourbon dot etsy.com um, that's my main storefront out there you've got the nosing kit you've got the nosing kit bundle um, just the pdf download of the the tasting sheet and then some some glen glen Karen glasses also uh, I highly recommend it, folks, like I said, especially for the bourbon lover, whether they're just wanting to get into it or just got into it, especially with quarantine, you know, with with life in 2020, a lot of us have, have kind of picked up some new hobbies. So I definitely recommend it. And Chris, I, I love this thing. Um, I can't wait to try it uh, so I can kind of develop my my, my uh, you know skills a little bit better. And, and thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of See, see where this goes. There is another, um, you know, obviously 18 
there's there's more than 18 things on a bourbon tasting wheel. So, you know, keep an eye out for maybe a uh, um, expansion pack of sorts. Maybe there's a version two kit that's coming out down the road, right? So, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I'm that I'm working on. I'm I'm excited to kind of bring to bring to the table. Uh, I love to hear that, and I, I can't wait to see what's next. Awesome. Thanks, Jonathan. This is probably like the third time I've said this, but you definitely need to check it out. The Knows Your Bourbon kits are, are really cool. Highly recommend as a gift, especially for some of those uh, uh, folks like myself that have dived a little more into their bourbon, uh, into the bourbon world, and are trying to just get a little better at uh, picking up all those unique notes. Uh, told you about the holiday giveaway, the things we love holiday giveaway. We talked about pies and pints last week when we talked to Joshua Hurt. Hurst, uh, no, nothing from this week's episode, but we will be giving away some Gish Packs. That's right, Gish Pack, G-I-S-H underscore pack. You can find them on Instagram. That's another cool gift that you can give um, some beer lovers. Uh, it's a nice little carrying kit, reusable. Uh, definitely recommend that uh, for, for the beer lovers out there. Check out Gish Pack, G-I-S-H underscore P-A-K. Uh, so check them out. Also check out our friends at One Sip Beer Review. You can find them on Instagram at One Sip Beer Review. They do cool giveaways near daily beer reviews. And they just have a lot of fun with all the videos they do. That's at One Sip Beer Review on Instagram. And next week, it's December. That's right. And we talk a little bit of bourbon and food pairings with Tim Niddle and Afton Lockin from Distilled Living. It's a fun episode. Until then, cheers, everyone. <laughs>